Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Tanya, have you been on a podcast before or no? I was on, someone interviewed me for their YouTube channel. Oh, but not for a podcast. So this might be, might be my first wow. time. Wow. What, what an honor. <laughs> um, so I do a lot of wacky shit on my podcast. And today I pulled someone from uh, my circle, my little private community to help me answer questions. Uh, I love our energy. I think the banter will be good. And uh, I love doing things kind of instinctively um, before you know, our left brain kicks in and, you know, logic and all that. So um, thank you for joining me. I'm super excited to be here. You're one of my favorite influencers on the internet. Um, if you want to do wacky shit, I'm the girl you call, so. Yes. <laughs> that's on that's her right. dating, that's on your dating profile. You don't want to know what's on my dating profile. <laughs> if you want to do wacky shit, just keep, um, I'm also making uh pour over coffee at the same time. So, uh, I'm multitasking. Um, one, one of my nectars in life, uh, afternoon, so around 2 o'clock, post-workout, I cut my day in half. I go to the gym, usually take the motorcycle, so I'm hitting some kind of uh, flow state. And then uh, an afternoon, like really high-quality pour-over coffee with uh, my garage door open. Uh, and then, of course, a meaningful conversation, which we are having right now or will have. I love that. Um, I wish I could say I was as well balanced, but I'm really just held together by the lighting well butrin and coffee. Uh, your your lighting is actually poor. No, I'm just kidding. What um oh you you have coffee too. You're a liar, John. This lighting is not poor. No, the lighting is legit, but you are pixelated, but I think it's the I think it's the software that we're using. I don't think it's um yeah, oh, I now you're, too. Um so I uh on your email is uh, under your signature is your Instagram. And yeah. so I wanted to d do a little digging. And so I clicked on her Instagram. She has one post and the post is of you. I believe it's you eating fire, doing something with fire. Yeah. yeah that is what is correct. that? What do you do with fire? Are you a fire dancer? What do you do? I am. I am a professional fire dancer. So by day, I wow. am a researcher and a, and a business strategist. Um, I advise um, C-suite level execs on how to get the results they want out of their company in a myriad of different ways. But, but at night, I I breathe fire. Yeah, I'm a I'm a professional fire dancer. That's amazing. That's like some superhero shit. Like you do, you know, you do you work at the Daily Planet during the day, and then it's like, boom, put on the 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 cape, and then you're um, dancing with. What is dancing with fire? What exactly is that? So, um, it's not eating I fire. Do. do you put the fire in your mouth? Oh, I put the fire in my mouth. I oh, breathe shit. the fire. But <laughs> I have, I have these enormous, like beautiful, beautiful fire fans. Um, how did I end up doing it? What is it? All of the above. Um, what is it? So, um, people have a myriad of different props. They'll call it like flow art or, or anything. I was not going to talk about this today. That's so funny. I um, love it. That's why, that's why I'm doing it. Um, they're, they're dipped in a type of accelerant and then, you know, we light them on fire and dance and flow with them. 
how I found it. So I have a I have a past life as a professional dancer. Um, that's a little bit of what brought me out here to. Wow, wait, what kind of dancing? Um, mostly industry stuff. So um, hip hop, street jazz, yeah, oh, anything you'd see nice. in like a music video. Um, yeah, yeah. Classically trained in ballet and contemporary. I've been a little all over the map, but um, wow. I kind of I kind of had that dream die, and it was really really hard. I really was not expecting to have this. Um, it was really heartbreaking. I was in the car, had a bad dance class, and I was like devastated. And I just kind of knew I was like, "This is over. I'm I'm tired. Um, I don't love the thing I love anymore." And that's so mm. that's so heartbreaking. It's like knowing a relationship is over. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I think I have to let this go. I'm ready to let this go. Wait, wait, hold um, on. So, wait, uh, did you know that it was over because of a knowing, or was it because what, what what made you feel like it was over? Was it like a technical thing, an accident, or what? No, no, thank God, not a technical thing. I just um, to keep going down the path. I mean, if I'm being really honest, I um, I came out here. I met all of the choreographers I wanted to meet. I danced with everyone I wanted to dance with, and. What I kind of saw at the top of this industry is that outside of their professional, like these are the some of the best of the best in the industry. Right. And I look at them and I'm like, man, if I had what you had naturally, I wouldn't want anything else in life. It's, that's kind of how it feels. Um, mm. And then I looked at their, their lives kind of surrounding it and I just, I didn't want what they had. And so once I had that realization, I, it, it's really hard to keep showing up in, in a right. strenuous, like or rigorous rather way um to to toil for something that you don't really want the end results of so i just knew one day it was over and um i don't know i was like praying and crying to the universe i, I just don't know who i am or who i would be without dance i've been doing this since like walk um i really the real prayer i prayed was why would you give me just enough talent to be noticed but Ooh. not enough to just make it. Anya, wait, hold on. That resonates with me so much. Um, you know, I used to be a, a screenwriter. and I didn't. Uh, I just learned that about you. <laughs> yeah, I was a screenwriter before I was a therapist uh, for 10 years. I mm -hmm. uh, went to film school and all that. And it's the same shit where it's like, I felt the universe gave me enough talent to, you know, get representation. Um, to get into Hollywood or to have opportunities, uh, sit in pitch meetings and all that, um, but not enough to actually quote unquote make it or turn yeah. it into a career. Uh, and then divorce came and then I re-evaluated uh, my life and went back to grad school to become a therapist. But um, what a, uh, I've never, I've never heard it in that way where it's like giving me enough talent it's almost like a, it's almost it's a lot of teasing a lot of um you know like mm -hmm. you you're talented you have enough people will notice yeah. but it's really not enough to get you to the top but then one could argue well is it that or did you not spend enough time on your craft so i'll tell you i'll tell you what happened next so i yeah i sat in the car i cried and i let it go and i was like all right um i think at this point in my life at that age i had been my identity had been deconstructed so many times, um, like without my own consent that I knew that if I did it again, I would, I would be rebuilt from the pieces so that I was safe to fall apart. So I was like, all right, whatever, come what may, whatever happens next. And 
I was talking to a good girlfriend and she was like, well, what do you love the most about dancing? It's like, frankly, like I love performing. I love Mm -hmm. dazzling people. I am an innate storyteller and I love, I love getting made up. I love putting on costumes and I'm missing Mm -hmm. all of that right now. Right Right. now it's just rehearsal, rehearsal, video rehearsal, like, um, and class and just training, training, training. And I'm missing what I love about this. So she was like, well, why wouldn't you just do something where you got to do your favorite parts of it? And I was like, like what she's like what about like community theater and I instantly wanted to fling myself off of a bridge um and I was like how far have I fallen (laughs) um two weeks later I saw this girl um on the internet dancing with fire fans I'd never seen anything like this before in my whole Mm -hmm. life I didn't know this existed Mm -hmm. and what stopped me in my tracks is that she she moved like me and I was like oh my god and so you know uh, no one can comfort me now. The statute of limitations is that, but I was a little whole teenage years, and I, I just couldn't believe that I had never seen that two of my great love would come together like this. And um, wow, yeah, I moved into fire dancing, and I was like, you know, I burned for my last love. So I was very clear to all my friends who are really, um, what is the word? I mean, enterprising. My girlfriends are enterprising. And they were like, what are we going to charge for this? Where are you performing? How are we going to do this? No, 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 no. This is just for the love of movement, just for the love of the craft. And um, I actually turned it into a business and started performing just because I wanted to to dance to my own music. And the place that I was practicing was kind of doing just like a, a soundscape that was not resonant with me. And that was it. And here's the real, the real bitch about it. The second I got those fans i put them around my hand and and i lit them on fire and and it roars it roars when it's next to your ear mm. um i was like one i'm going to do this for the rest of my life and two john i have never picked up anything so quickly um or so effortlessly as understanding and and performing with fire like i just understand it i feel in and out and within like it is it is really my my full element i mean um and honestly that kind of pissed me off because i was like fuck this is really what it feels like to be in your lane isn't it um and i wish Mm -hmm. someone told me that it can feel like this this whole time um so that's that is is that everything you need to know about fire dance (laughs) yeah so well let me ask you this uh because um these are all lies unless we have it on video. Do you have it on video or no, you perform live, but you don't really record it. You don't have it. Um, that is a great question. Um, I do have a reel and then I have more footage for a better reel. Um, things have kind of slowed down in 2023. So mm-hmm. I am what would be considered like a, a luxury item. Um, I perform mostly <laughs> for private events. Um, and Tanya, and, like, we got, we got, I'm going to make a t-shirt parties. that says I am a luxury item. That's such a great a t-shirt. Yes, uh, yes. We could put it on a shirt, but I'm pretty sure people know when they look at me. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I, so I'll have what she's having. Can you send me the video email? Because I want to see, uh, because you've told me about this. It's so fascinating. I want to see, I wanna see, see you dance, see your dancing. Okay, I, um, I will. I will. Yeah, uh, I wasn't, uh, I've done nothing with fire, but uh, with concrete and cardboard in the 80s when breakdancing was in the first time, uh, did a lot of spinning on my back and head. So um, I get the dancing. You piece. are a dancer. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. In no the shit. 80s, it was, uh, 
it was some of the happiest times of my life. I was part of a little crew and um, I would spend hours practicing moves, uh, lose track of eating, lose track of time, hitting flow states. And then that all rolled mm -hmm. into uh, mm -hmm. skating. And, and I wanted to um, I wanted to be Christian Hasoy, who was kind of the rock star skater back in the day. Um, this is before your time. But um, anyway, I'm laughing because right, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think subconsciously it's kind of why I have long curly hair now. Um, mm -hmm. He was like the rock star. Uh, I think it was half Asian too. So yeah, Hosoi. So he, he was like the rock star skater of my time, and um, I wanted to be him. Anyway, uh, here are some questions. We're going to tackle some questions because, of course, um, we want to do our best to help. And I like Ready. that I will bring or I will try to bring um, kind of the clinical angle. And then uh, Tanya is going to bring what <laughs> besides your solid the, self? The, uh, the unhinged angle. Mm. Everything, everything I'm allowed to say, but not um, things you're not allowed to say as a therapist, the licensed therapist. I have oh, no. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I so want. you're like the you're like the you're. So I'm the therapist, and you're like what the therapist really wanted to say but couldn't because uh, he's afraid that he. I'm actually not afraid <laughs> about losing my license. I could give two shits, but anyway. Um, okay. What about this one? How do I cope with a breakup with someone who was my best friend and I loved so deeply? This is kind of a general question. Um, I'm assuming you've been through some breakups. What? Me? Yes. My, my father. Never? Um, I'm kidding. Yeah, of course I've been through some breakups. How do you, how do um, you cope with breakups? Oh, uh, I read this on a fortune cookie once. Ooh. I'm not kidding. But the best cure... <laughs> for grief is motion. Um, and that's particularly resonant. Wait a minute. That's a great, wait, is motion? Is motion. Yes. Uh, so I'm shocked that you read that on the fortune cookie because usually fortune cookies are really like lame yeah. and generic. And, um, but that's I kind of, ones. that's a great one. I agree with that. I think, um, so, so describe what that means to you. Motion. So I, um, the reason it was particularly resonant for me, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I dance, but my love, my love and my heart is the cruise, John. Um, the cruise? I just, I, the cruise. I just want to feel wind in my hair. I'm like a happy golden retriever with his face outside the car, like all the time. So yes. For yes. Me, yeah. But, but not literally on I a cruise. Long... I don't see you literally on a cruise unless you are performing no, I don't. fire. No, no. I don't, I don't like, okay. Just want to make sure when you say cruise, you're not talking about working on a cruise ship or being on a cruise ship. No, you're, no. Talk, I mean, you're talking about like cruise control. Like you're cruise. talking about, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Got it. Um, so for me, it's God, walking, running, biking, mm, skating, mm -hmm. both, both my skateboards and my surfboards are long boards. Like I just want a long, smooth ride. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Train rides, airplanes, all of that. Um, the best cure for grief is motion. But then also it's just, I think it really speaks to not being stagnant in one's heart. I, yes. I, had, I had a particularly painful thing, um, shocking and painful thing happen. And it took me some time to move through it. But the feeling that I had in my heart is so interesting. This is also before I started, I started antidepressants. But, um, it felt like, have you ever been fishing? You know, the little metal sinker? Yep. They, you tie to the line that pulls it the down. Bait. Not the it bait, like but the shiny thing. This, 
yeah, the sinker, the thing that pulls it to the bottom. Oh, okay. um, got it, got I felt it. like that was just on my heart and I couldn't shake it. This little weight, not a big one, a little one, mm-hmm. a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and the words that the words that came to me, like when I when I was asking for help from like my friends, was like, I think I need to I need to floss my heart. It needs to be flossed and flushed. Mm. So um to our dear friend who's dealing with a breakup with their best friend, some of the practicals right out of the way um, is give it space, give it space. You can actually start the healing process if you're like up each other's assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cut I the cord. A few of my mentees. Yeah, I have, I have some two bottom lines I tell my mentees, which is put that phone down, mm. put the phone down, mm-hmm. leave that boy alone, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say out of your house, out of your head. That's a, yeah, same. Put the phone down. Um, and I also, uh, anything that increases your vitality, and that's really specific to whoever you are, that increases your, like, I, like my Tanya power is what I like mm. to think of it as. Anything that makes mm-hmm. me, like, over 1,500%. Um, those are the things I'll gravitate to, um, especially if this is someone who's your best friend and not just a lover, um, they're going to be a big part of your life. Um, and the kind of the primary loss is the relationship. Then there's the ancillary losses, the, uh, person who got your oil change for you or fucking whatever, remembered what shoe size you wear or something. Mm. Those are all real examples, by the way. Um, John, these millennial men are not doing super hot out here. One of my girlfriends told me that her boyfriend called her from the shoe store and asked him, like, what shoe size he wore in Converse. She was like. Well, but I've been hearing that um, men are not men. Women are uh, heterosexual women are dating younger because, um, yes, millennial men may not know your shoe size, but they actually have capacity and um, are really good at um, holding sports. What's that? For joy, they're not tired. Their um, EQ is supposedly higher and more with the times than, you know, say someone my age. That's really interesting. That's Do you really believe that's true? So I mean, I, it kind of, I, kind of I, I feel like it's true. Um, Are you on dating apps? Are you swiping? No, I don't. Um, I, I, I catch all my men in the wild. Oh, where in the woods? Where, where, where exactly is uh, the wild? Uh, the mall? For me, uh, no, yeah, honestly, sometimes it's the supermarket. Sometimes it's when I walk out of my house. I've had two men stop me on my block. Mm. Um, well, you're you're going old school. You're you want to crash carts and shit at the market and meet people at like at the park and on the beach yeah. while you're reading a book. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that that is very gal. rare. I'm an old school gal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Let me ask you this. Do you, because you're very extroverted um, and charismatic, do you, uh, look, if you saw someone that you were attracted to, would you actually go up to that person or do you play the whole, if he doesn't come up to me, I'm not going to pursue it? I turn on what I think is like this little light. I mean, I think usually men just need a green light. The Tanya power? The Tanya superpower thing you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and when you say when you say light, like really... you're talking about literally a fire. You just turn, you just put your torch on fire and start <laughs> dancing and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how they know where to land. Um, no, <laughs> uh, no, I no, I mean, I just I don't know if I want to if I want to be noticed if I want someone to come over to me. I really, I really do think like it just takes 
direct, sustained eye contact, not like a fucking creeper, but like mm-hmm. bright eye contact, eye contact and like a warm smile. It will usually do it. Um, yeah. If it doesn't, yeah. would you go up to him? Depends on what mood I'm in. Depends what I want. Mm. Mm. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the read I get on this person. If he's right. like a hot wow. guy in the room. No, I won't. Cause I'm a, I'm a smart bitch. <laughs> I'm a good strategist. Oh, um, why? Wait, why not? Him. Why not the hot guy? Because what does that mean? That then it means um, so, is he lacking in some other areas, or a, everyone wants him, or what? No. Um, here's the dirty secret of like hot men. Um, people treat them actually differently, like in real life, all the time. So if you want to stop them, like in their in their tracks or arrest them, you have to treat them like everybody else in the room like there's can no we different. say can we say so, the same about women as well i mean i mean if you're aesthetically attractive in this world you have uh been getting oh, a yeah. lot of attention right so it's not just uh, men yeah pretty no, people i'll tell you that attractive people yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep 100 percent. so um i would probably be really really uh disarming mm. and conversational and then my number one flex right now, I think I told you this in one of the groups. I was like, my new, my new flex, my new thing is I just leave. As soon as you think this is going oh, well, I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> and uh, how is that working for you, just sh- leaving? So you basically, you do a cartwheel and you bounce. Yeah, is no, it effective? Like, oh, that's kind of nice and fun. It is, it is scarily effective, John. It is, mm. the results have been like crazy, like super scary, crazy. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Um, well, the text messages I'm receiving, I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy, that's wild. So, ladies, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. <laughs> um, when I was single, when I would leave a room, no one would even know that I'm, I was gone. So it did not work for me. But hey, if it works for you, that that's amazing. Um, it's not he- leaving a room; it's exiting a conversation. Oh, what what do you mean? I bet people comes- noticed when you left a, when you left a room, John. But like I, when I'm in, so here's a great example. Um, so I was recently in the desert for my birthday. I mm-hmm. went, I went sandboarding at the dunes. So I was, so already my personal power is I'm having like the Tanya time of my life. I went sandboarding. I had a rack of ribs. I'm the happiest girl on the freaking planet. So I'm at this like dusty, dirty cowboy bar in the middle of the desert. Um, Wait, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. This, real quick. Like, can I just say, go, can I just say something real quick? This is a total compliment. Um, fire dancing, and now you're talking about sandboarding. You do some rad shit. I don't even know if it's true, but if it's true, that I mean, those should be profile pics on on. Well, you're not swiping, but uh, um, sandboarding. I don't. Well, I've never met anyone who sandboards. That's amazing. Well, so I would. Well, one, I don't sandboard. I actually ended up at the. So no, one, this is true. Two, there is photo evidence. Please okay. do not call bullshit on me on these internet streets. Um, three, I actually, the first time I went out to the dunes, it was for a fire photo shoot and we, it was a bust because there were sandstorms that day and we could barely get out of the car, but I looked at it and I was like, I bet I could surf on that. So then I did some Googling and I was like, have people done that before? And so that's what I did for my birthday. So that's how that happened. Anyway, so the, the, the good gospel of just, just leave, um, I'm in this bar, I'm sitting there listening to like, hear to like, hear this guy saying, I'm reading my book and drinking a cup of tea. All my friends left earlier. I just get this one night to myself. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This dude sits down next to me and I can feel, I can feel him looking at me. And like, 
I'm from New York and I'm trying to like deprogram my first response, which is, is just like, what? What? Mm. What do you need? <laughs> yeah. The fuck you looking at? The fuck you looking at? Yeah. Do you need the time? Um, and he is just this super like kind, charming. I can't even, this is so ridiculous. Um, he's an Australian pilot, an Australian pilot mm. who oh, flew wow. into Los Angeles that day. And, and similarly came to the same bar for ribs because did you know this? I didn't know this. There's no, they don't do ribs in Australia. And I was like, wow, that's terrible. I'm so sorry for you. That's Wait, awful. no, why? Wait, why don't so, they do ribs in Australia? Hold on. Why? It's, it's an American thing. So he's oh. like, when I, when I come, so when I fly to the U S I like get ribs and I was like, yeah, I love that. So the universe has laid this, 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 this very serious Tanya thirst. <laughs> And we're chatting. It's going well. He's like laughing. I don't think he knows what to do. They several times. He's like, I've never seen anyone like just like sit at a bar and read before. And I was like, that's so crazy. Because when I used to drink, this is like how I would self-care. I would just like sit at the bar and just mm. glasses of wine and my book and be the happiest clam ever. Um, it was going really well. And it was just like, I'm going to go. So I just got up and left. I had given him some good pointers on like some really, really unique and cool shit to see out in the desert that like mm -hmm. you wouldn't find on a typical um, uh, map or an article. And I was like, you want to check these places out? I was like, here are the literal coordinates. I like wrote it in his phone. And I was like, you seem pretty cool though. Like I'll, I'll give you my number and whatever next time you're back. Um, maybe we'll have, maybe we won't. And my expectation <laughs> is this. If you meet a random person in a bar, like I'm never going to talk to you again, ever. Literally, I didn't expect to hear from him ever. Mm -hmm. um, I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because I'm totally outing him. But um, the next morning, I wake up. I'm like turning down the Airbnb. I'm leaving and whatnot. I got a text message 8 a.m. in the morning that was like, "Hey, how are you?" Like everything. He's like, "You left at the perfect time last night. What's going on?" Blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't answer because I was running around doing things. And now I gotta like go get a coffee. And I was taking. I was like gonna take the long scenic drive back. I was gonna go through the mountains before I got back to LA. And I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to live my life and have a good time. I don't even know if your name is Jonathan, but I'm like, Jonathan, Jonathan, this man texted me again. and was like, Hey, are you still here? Are you still in the area? Do you just want to come with me? Do you want to like come with me right now? Um, and like run away to all these things for the day. And I was like, That's crazy. nothing is crazier than the fact that he sent me a playlist. And if you're an old school mm. soul. That is the new school mixtape. And I was yes. like, whoa, that's that's crazy. Don't do that. Don't and do did that, the play buddy. did the playlist hit or did it miss? Um no, I already had a prescribed playlist for the day. <laughs> so I didn't well, actually... Oh, you over you you overwrote his shocked. playlist. Um but the the gesture of, of the playlist uh, meant something. Um so how did that go? How did the day Absolutely. go? So huh? we didn't know he didn't end up going on the date, but he's staying. We're still in touch. Like, I'm going to see him the next time he's out here. Um, my oh, point is it. this, is that, like, the expectation for something like that is that, like, you will never talk again. But if you leave at the peak moment, I have this mm. sweet, sweet dude in my phone who's like, how are you? How's your holidays? Here's my schedule. Volunteer. Mm. Like, since when do men volunteer more information or details about their life? So um, we, we battle tested it. Just leave. <laughs> uh, you froze. I don't know if it's your, your side or my side, but you froze. Oh. Can you repeat the last sentence? Can you hear me? 
Yes. What was the last thing you heard? Um, you have the sweet man in your phone. Oh, the sweet man in my phone, uh, sending me text messages, more music, his whole schedule, mm-hmm. letting me know mm-hmm. when he's going to be back. And um, I really think it was that I made myself pretty scarce at a key moment. So, yeah. It, you, it, you I know, think in a way, it's like almost, yeah. I was, I was going to say, I think, there's, uh, I think there's science behind this. You're talking about um, attract, attracting instead of chasing. You're talking about yep. um, not being lined with desperation. You're talking about mm-hmm. uh, being confident in self and not grabbing, right? And, and of course, um, that keeps the magnets powerful. Uh, it's usually when you try yeah. to, uh, you know, I always, I always love the comparison on um, like, how do you feed pigeons? You know, like when you, when you try to feed a pigeon, mm-hmm. you, you can't chase after the pigeon. They'll, they'll run with food, right? No. So just just yeah. just uh holding the food in your hand and allowing the pigeons to come to you and suddenly there's you know mm-hmm. 50 pigeons around you um that's kind of what you're talking about a little that's bit exactly what i'm talking about yes lean back yes lean back lean all the way back and trust um, not so back that you kind of like yeah. fought of your chair but yeah <laughs> lean back far <laughs> enough where you're not lined with desperation and you have a solid sense of self um, not to the point where, mm-hmm. you know, you lose your grounding because I also believe yeah. that if you want something, you should go after it. You should have the conversation. You should, you know, do what's, uh, difficult mm-hmm. instead of, instead of quote unquote playing games. But I, I, I think there's a fine line. And I think you're not talking about playing games. You're more talking no, about no, like no, no, state. No. Yeah. None of this is a game. And I respond honestly, um, and kindly and most kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but for yeah. No question two. You ready for uh, question two? Um, yeah. And this this no, this kind of lines up with what we're talking about. Uh, he's asking the right questions. He's cute, but not as attractive as. Oh, not as attractive as the one that I'm really into. And so this person is asking, should I pursue it? Um, should I continue to get him? to know him and, and uh, see if the chemistry starts building or should I just move on? Let me, so let me ask you this. Um, can chemistry be built uh, or do you feel like um, the instant chemistry is, you know, is everything? Like how much weight compa- do you put on that? I think companionship can be built. I don't mm. think chemistry can be built because when you feel it with someone immediately, there's no, um, there's no replication for that. There's no faking. Okay. Um, wait, hold, on, Tanya, Tanya, hold on, Tanya. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you know, uh, because Tanya is East coast down West coast, I have to constantly interrupt her. How do you know if that chemistry is, um, coming from a healthy place? Because I have discovered that, Great question. um, some of the chemistry that I've had with women that were off the charts, um, turned out later to be uh, some kind of trauma bond- bonding or some kind of um, mm-hmm. Dis- mm-hmm. coming from kind of a dysfunctional place. I love you, get away. The intermittent love, you know, which reminds us of young love, right? So there's a there's that yeah. kind of like friction and chase happening underneath. It wasn't um, just about, about, think- about pretty eyes, you know? No, that's exactly, I was going to say exactly that. This is more than just um, like, a, like a physical attraction. Because I mean, look, I live in Los Angeles. I see plenty of pretty people all the time. And it's not what like hooks, hooks like that feeling in my body. And it, a lot of these like really, really pretty people feel like cardboard to me. Um, but it, it mm. really is about something more. So 
Um, what I'm looking for, like the delineation between healthy and unhealthy. Um, I'm a big believer in the slow boil and mm-hmm. slow boil, but for every slow, slow boil, you need a little bit of, yeah, you need a little bit of heat. Um, for <laughs> me, it feels effervescent, um, bubbly. Hey, I just want, I just want to say, since yeah. you, since you, since you fuck with fire, let's use the word burn because when you say slow boil, <laughs> okay. it just sounds like my grandma's making soup and, uh, you're talking about the slow burn. Got it. Slow burn, the slow burn. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But in order to have that, you need it. There has to be a spark. There has to be a little heat. Um, and yeah. it can happen. It can happen in different ways or at different stages in the relationship. There was, um, there was a guy that totally caught me um, early on in the COVID years, and I had known him prior, and we had spent some time together, and I, I wasn't expecting this at all. So I'd already known him. He was already on my in my phone. I, we were. Um, he was like a service provider. He had done some things for me that like I needed done. And um, I wanted to watch him fix something for me one day. And so we're sitting, we're talking, we're shooting the show. I was like not paying attention. I was like texting. And then he literally, I'm not even kidding, looked at me and was like, stand back. There may be sparks. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, is he hot? Has he been hot this whole time? Like, am I just getting my period? Or like, have I been blind and a complete moron? Um, and we, we ended up, we ended up seeing each other for a little while, but I think that that's like, but it was the heat. It was the heat. I think before that. Wait, so, so why, really why didn't that, why didn't that last? What, how did that fizzle? Oh, why did um, it not work out if, if there was heat? Yeah, honestly, uh, this one, this one is sad. This one broke up. I wish him well. I'm such a, such a good, such a good, um, and and so when when I had met him, I was in deep grief, in deep, deep, deep grief. Like I was mm-hmm. not emotionally Ready. prepared for anything. Right. Right. But I was like, we totally have a vibe. Um, we yeah, we have. A, I like this. This seems easy. Like we have an easy connection, which is nice. So like, why don't you come over one day and like we just hang out and kick it on the couch and like let's let this be easy at a time when the world is so. Is separate a word? Yeah, like separated um, and scary. Like, why can't this just be easy? And like, I was using the word um, casual, and I have to mm-hmm. stop using that word now because I think men, when they meet me right away, um, my energy does not read as casual. So when I say the word casual to them, what they're feeling in their bodies is like that bitch is a liar. That is not casual. Mm-hmm. So I have to switch my language to non-committal. Non-committal. Um, and be a little bit more specific, but, um, yeah, I was in deep grief. And then on what would have been our second date, um, dad passed away. So right away, I'm not even kidding. Um, there was no way that this was going to be a, um, like a, just an easy breezy in between big love type thing. Like I Mm -hmm. was always going to be that girl you were talking to, um, when your dad died and, um, it does something to men, I think to lose their father. There's a lot yeah. of questions about masculinity, especially if there's this was like a strained or t- uh, tenuous relationship in any way. And so that's just like not a cocktail for like fun and sexy. Um, so it didn't really work out. Um, right. The timing. The timing yeah. of where people were. Uh, do you think yeah. I almost feel like the impact that fathers have on daughters is 
actually more, uh, and I mean, this is a generalization, than the impact mm-hmm. that dads have on their boys. So interesting. So I think when it comes to like relationships, not so much like, um, because I feel like that important to daughter, father, I mean, this is the whole daddy issues thing, right? Like, um, and I'm talking Mm -hmm. about just when it comes to relationships, I'm not talking about in general. Um, but Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. I, I, I grew up, um, and and I think I, I worked with a lot of, um, uh, teenagers and a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. boys and girls who didn't have, uh, dads, right? So dad wasn't there either emotionally or physically. And so I was seeing the result of that. And I, and I, especially for women, they, they struggled more with mm-hmm. the sense of self boundaries, um, you know, promiscuity, all this other stuff. Um, and I, and I, mm-hmm. I wonder how, how much of that came from not having, um, dad around growing up, you know, mm-hmm. did, did you um, have a dad, a healthy dad or a good relationship with your yeah. dad? No. I got my mm-hmm. dad around. I am the daughter of um, an engineer and a Scorpio. So if anyone is listening whose father is an engineer or a Scorpio, you already know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I, he, I am the firstborn daughter in a Greek family. So I think that there might have been some hope that I was going to be a dude. And then I came out and they were like, fuck it. Or is it like a boy anyway? Um, I know how to whittle arrows. I know how to hop loogies. Um, mm. My dad really was not tender with me. I knocked my first tooth out, flipping over the front handles off my bike, um, like racing down a hill with my dad. And I stood up. In so many ways, we felt like pals. I like stood up. Yeah, like, well, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. The closest, like, the closest you had with your dad. Uh, uh, and, and by the way, I don't think I've heard uh, those two word hawk loogies uh, since the 80s. So um, thank you for bringing that back a little bit. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I had such a core memory. Um, I was sitting on, I was little in elementary school. I was sitting on a stoop with my dad and it was like um, kind of time of year where things transition from summer to fall. And we were like, mm-hmm. literally like, like just. <laughs> That's, um, a, you, oh man. Like, I, I, uh, uh, wait, how old were you? Was this last year? How old were you? I was little. I was a little girl. I was like maybe yes. six or seven. Um, so there's something adorable my, about that. There, there's something adorable. Uh, um, I mean, not, not you today, but there's something adorable about a six year old girl on the porch or on this, you know, with a stoop with, with her dad and they're hawking mm-hmm. loogies. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. think there's something really cute about that. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like heartwarming. Me gives me a, uh, yeah. Yeah. The first car I ever drove was his was his F one fifty. Like yeah, um, mm-hmm. I we we had a really tight relationship. However, um, one of the patterns I've seen mirrored in my relationship with my father is that like, what, it really felt like we had all of these stolen moments together for a myriad of reasons. Um, and so something that I had been mirrored in in my romantic life as an adult. What do you mean stolen moments? I, what do you mean by that? They felt like. Um, he and I had kind of escaped from whatever was oh. going on during the day. And we had these like little vignettes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Like this memory sitting on the stoop. And I remember him looking at me and he's like, yeah, this is great. He's like, my daughter's going to be at my funeral and be like, my dad taught me how to stay. Mm. <laughs> and in, yeah, as I got older, then I formed, I had this bizarre pattern. It's so strange. What a weird pattern where I would have these, friends these guy friends and i would be like oh my god no we're we're pals we're homies one of my coaches was like you need to quit it with that homie shit 
she's like, these men, I'm clear, would like murder someone for your hand in marriage. And I was like, no, no, we're friends. Um, and it would go on for years and then eventually turn bitter. Um, and we would have this like secret romance. We were like secret lovers um, as opposed to what I wanted, which was like easy, happy, just regular dating. Um, mm-hmm. And it created these really complex, layered, um, challenging dynamics that didn't need to be there. So I let do me, see let me that. Ask, but I, let me ask you this because I'm a therapist. How did your relationship with your dad, and from what, what I'm hearing, it was actually a great one, which is rare. Um, how did that, how did that, how does that impact your relationship today with men or the kind of men you seek or, 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 does, or has it at all? Um, oh man. Maybe well, it's in a positive way. Maybe I mean, it's not in a negative way, you know? Yeah. I will say this is kind of difficult. Um, I live in LA again, just so, the land of the skinny jeans. Um, and my dad can fix anything. It's part of his genius as an engineer. He's one of those rare people who I think found a career and calling that fits his gifting. Um, I, I swear, my dad looks at machines and it's like they come apart from right. his brain. Right. Understand? Right. I, I can't. Mechanics. I can't put. To, I can't put together an IKEA chair, but um, I, 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 I um, can write I'm a book. I'm actually great at that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, is that yeah. one so of the things that you gifting. look for—a man who can fix things? I don't look for it, but when I find it, I'm like, damn. That is a main one. Um, I also something I've had to work on is like to try and like not out, like not out masculine my partners and like let everyone have different gifts. Um, but yeah, Yeah. my dad is my dad is a true guys guy. Um, but he just is so capable, um, and so sturdy. Um, that it's really I I don't know this like kind of flaky thing, and it's I a lot of I don't know it's it's. Feels like a city thing to me. Um, yeah. This particular yeah, culture yeah, sure. note. Yep, LA. This particular culture note. Um, so that does make things a little chunk. I like capable men. I like capable yeah. men. That's fair. Uh, what I'm hearing is yeah. uh, your dad became kind of the um, the standard or the poster, right? And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's way. it's great. I mean, you, you. I mean, I hope my daughter grows up and she sees qualities in me that she likes that she wants. Um, to find in in assuming that that uh, that she's even attracted to men, uh, but that that's what she, that that's what she wants. You know, that's that's um that's great. So the thing I wanted to say to like wrap up because I, I think the base question was like, um, do you think it affects father to daughter relationships versus father to son relationships? I think mm-hmm. it's a little different. Um, and right now we're we're talking within like a, a gender binary, of course. Like yes, yes, generalizations, but um. I think that we kind of look to, you know, our primary caregivers, especially if we, if they are a model of gender, um, as like something to, I mean, they teach us like what that is or what that looks like. So I think in this particular case, when, when his dad died, not only is there this relationship of me and my dad, but it's also, he is my first vision and understanding of masculinity. Um, mm, any kind right. of tension or upset or wrestling that you have with that concept as a man, I think when your father dies, it's just opening the Pandora's box. Um, and I, I think in so many ways, also with the death, especially if you are close or not, like the opposite of close, um, there's this question of like, what have they given me? How do they live on through me? Mm-hmm. What does that look like now? Um, so like we're we're me with my dad, it's, we're we're building 
a relationship. I learn about bonding and intimacy. Um, but perhaps if I was a boy, I look to my father and I'm like, this is what it means to be a man or not. Mm. Um, so I think it affects it differently. Is that a good answer? I just wanted to yeah. not let that like go unspoken. Yes, I, I, I agree. It does affect it differently. Um, either case, the, 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 not that the, the, the woman figure is not important, but the male figure in a household, because I do believe we live in a fatherless nation, uh, is super important kind of um, positions you or sets you up as far as uh, whether it's the kind of man you want to be or who you want to date, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you take another question? I'm kind of having let's fun. Let's do, okay, let's do one more question. Um, this okay. one's kind of a fun question. Do you think avoidant attached folks are cat lovers and anxious? are dog people. Oh my God. I think they're, they're asking this because cats tend to be very independent and avoidant. Uh, I'm allergic to cats. Um, dogs are more like, you know, they want to sleep on your face, right? They don't want to be away from you. So are cat people like, basically they're asking, um, is your pet a reflection of your attachment style? Which is interesting. I mean, what if you have a snake? So I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I judge you based on your pet's behavior. <laughs> I think so many if people you have do. a shitty, yeah, if you have a shitty pet, I'm judging you and I'm watching. This is not going to pass me, so I'll be clear. Well, 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 can it also be true with children? If you have a child who's throwing shit at you and is not, then you would judge the parents, right? Um, ooh. Put me on the spot there with that question. Like, at, like on an airplane, That's... a child going crazy or running up and down the aisles, and just like can do what roam freely, chocolate on her face. Uh, I mean, how can you not judge the parents a little bit? You know. I mean, I don't know about the chocolate on the face and and the roaming freely. I also, I, I mean, like I come from a big Greek family, and I have so much experience in childhood. Mm. That like, I mean, if we're talking about a plane situation, I'm like, I don't know if this kid's ever been on a plane before. I don't know if they're freaked out. I don't right, know the right, story. Right. Um, so it's, it's hard to make that, that discernment yes, from like but that pets are information. Different. But I don't pets know, are different. So I have a cat, a pet. Yeah, I have a cat. Pets seem different. You know why? Because I also think that like training, training your pet is not about getting them to bend to your will. I think when yeah, you course. are training your pet, it's actually about creating a shared language. So there's mm. like an example is people who send their dogs away to um, like a training like thing. And then they come back and the owners are like, why don't they respond to the trainer the same way they respond to me? It's because they created the shared language. Not you and them. Um, but I also, I just can't help but roll my eyes because I'm like, all of these Instagram psychologists, all of us read one or two articles on business insider about attachment styles. And now we're yeah. ready to like, diagnose it, it makes me a little nauseous i mean i so like this is yeah attachment style is the hot one right now we had gaslighting for a long time we had narcissism had a narcissism. heyday everyone is yeah. a narcissist yeah. everyone is gaslighting me and i'm like babe no he's he's just the dude he's just a regular dude he told you he wasn't that into you and he's acting like that's not gaslighting you right. telling yourself that's not the truth is gaslighting yourself <laughs> Well, we're looking for um, we're looking for uh, reasons, and so taking labels and stamping them on people's foreheads uh, make it easier for us because right. then it makes sense to us. So, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think I think that bothers me. But for for pets, are your pets a reflection? Um, I think that your relationship with your pets is so intimate. Um, it really is. So, 
I, what I love about my cat, all, all of these things I didn't think I'd talk to you about today. What I love about my cat is that um, the way that we like show love for each other is just so interesting. It's so much about understanding, not obviously because she doesn't talk, um, should speak, is nonverbal communication. I know mm -hmm. and I don't have mm -hmm. to question if my cat likes me or loves me because she's always a foot or two away from me. She's like right here, right now. Mm -hmm. She chooses to be here. She chooses to orbit me. And like when I get up and change rooms, she may not come immediately, but eventually she'll just like want to be in it. I call it vicinitizing, like me and my mm. cat vicinitize with each other. And um, that is absolutely reflected in my friendships and my romantic relationships. When you, oh, I think a, a lot of people um, are constantly, I hear this a lot, um, like grasping for evidence of the fact that they're loved. Mm -hmm. It's really like, where is your partner? Where's your partner when you look? What do they do? Um, so, so I read that in my cat and I can tell when people come over um, how good they are at reading nonverbal cues because I can tell without even looking like when she's going to want to swat someone, like when she's had enough. Mm. Um, and she's very flirty, very social. Um, but she also is like, she gets overstimulated. So I, yeah, I can tell. So I can tell when other people are like, wait, what? Like it like surprises them. I'm like, oh, you weren't like, listening you weren't like listening to the touch there um and then i've gone to people's houses with dogs and like if your dog like pants in my face or like constantly licks me i'm like how do you do this how do you how do you live like this all the time <laughs> so maybe it's true i don't know i think it's the opposite with what this person's saying in that i think if you are avoidant with humans um you're going to get your uh, oxytocin dopamine from animals uh, for example, my partner uh, tends to swing avoidant. Um, she's more attracted to me if I'm not around for a while. But with animals, she gravitates toward. She could, you know, she could have a dog in her pocket twenty four. So, like, I think they make up for human distance with animals, right? Um, so, I don't know. That's just my theory. And then me, uh, who's someone more uh, uh, who leans toward anxious, um, I'm mm -hmm. not like that with animals. I'm like that with people. Um, you know, I, I, I could like go under the covers with someone all day, like, you know, and, and just be it happy. Like my health. That's so funny. Right. Um, and then, you know, to me, it's like lovey dovey and romantic and it's like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, soup and grilled cheese. Right. And I could just like, let's just make love and not go to work. Um, mm -hmm. to many people who are avoidant, that's like being buried in the coffin. So that is a hundred percent. I also, yeah. I think in terms of like love languages, like it's so funny. Uh, love, my love language, my least one is uh, physical touch, which surprises people because mm. I'm such a physical person. Yeah. I think that's why I'm so, I am so intensely sensitive. It's really quick to feel smothered physically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, that definitely is merited people's pets, which is why in me and Nava, my cat, vibe so hard. Because like yeah. when she wants to snuggle, we'll snuggle and then we just go do our own thing. Um, <laughs> hey, but you know, wait, wait, hold on. Listen, um, you brought up a really good point, which is, uh, I love the nuance of this. If you're single and you're at the park and you're, um, mm -hmm. noticing someone and, and, you know, and, and they have a pet focus on the pet 
and how the pet <laughs> responds and reacts. And that may be telling yeah. of the, um, the owner, which isn't, oh. I've never even thought about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I can't do many screen. Yes, absolutely. That is, yes. It's also like, if you're, this is your pet. That's also a primary relationship in your life. Yeah. What's going on here? Like, what shape is your pet in? Why do they look like that? Are they happy? Are they relaxed? (laughs) Like, are they well cared for? Like, I need to know how you love. So, yeah. Tanya, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I was going to end with us hawking loogies, but uh, we might lose a few listeners. Uh, So, why don't we? Why don't we end with this? Uh, Why don't we end with this generic question? But I love it so much. Um, Dead or alive, you could have dinner with anyone. Who would it be? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, instantly, I just forgot the names of everyone and anyone I've ever ever dead or alive dinner with anyone. So, I, I think answer. it I'm depends so on where you're at in your life because uh, I think younger people would go toward like someone attractive or that they think is hot, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then as you get mm-hmm. older. Um, you're like, you know, I'm not going to fuck this person. I'm just going to have a conversation. So I'm actually interested in a meaningful conversation or if it's like, like, it depends on what you want the exchange, what you want out of the exchange. And maybe I shouldn't judge younger people or maybe I should just say me. So when I was younger, yeah, it would be like, who do I think is hot? And, you know, um, but now that I'm 50, I actually, uh, now I'm thinking about like, you know, Anthony Bourdain or people who are more co- cultured or been mm-hmm. around or has, they have more wisdom. So, you know, the conversation is going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, immediately it would be, I, I would want to speak with someone um, who could give me insight into a time, an activity or a critical room that they were in um, that really defined mm-hmm. their life or career that I would be would able to like share something with me that i wouldn't know. I don't have a name or a person right now, but um, that's so funny. I didn't even think about it being a romantic dinner at all. I was like, immediately I was like, I would have a lot of questions. I'd probably have note cards. I am, I am a prepared, prepared lady. This, this whole format is throwing my type A nature for a loop. Um, I I don't have a name right now. I'm sorry. I can't answer your ending question. And I think usually if it's someone that you have a crush on, like a celebrity, having a conversation with them in person will lessen that crush. You will realize that they are just human. It's really interesting. Um, Yeah, again, live in LA. I've run into quite a few um, like actors and celebrities out here. And it's a really interesting experience because your brain does this thing where they recognize, your brain recognizes their face. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, do I know? And then it's like a second because they look so different um, in person without all of yeah. the lighting and the camera panning and everything. And like, these are just people. These are people. They're just people like us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I'll have to email you the answer. Email me the answer to that with the video of you fire dancing, please. Oh, well, I will. And then, you know, photos from my sandboarding adventure. Yes. Proof that you actually, in fact, can sandboard. And that's not, you know, uh, that's not a myth. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for uh, being on this episode. And it was really fun. And um, I'm going to have you back again. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Everyone be well.